Hello and welcome to the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty, based here in the South Bay area of Los Angeles, where we focus on the residential real estate markets of Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and the Palace Verdes Peninsula. Everyone, welcome. It is May 14th, 2021. Got another new hot episode for you this week. We are going to get into some important statistics that I like to follow every year, whether it's a hot market or cold market. And it is CAR, or California Association of Realtors, Housing Affordability Numbers. I love watching these statistics because they are so, so important when it comes to the health of our market and are actually one of the best predictors on whether we are too high in prices and overheated or if we are too low and it's a buying opportunity in real estate. So it's going to be a little bit different than dialing into local markets, which I've been doing the past couple episodes. I'm going to get into statewide affordability. That's number one. Then I'm going to get into Los Angeles County affordability. And then I will end the show sharing some median income numbers and minimum qualifying income numbers on our local South Bay areas here, just to give you some perspective on how affordable our markets can be. So before I jump into those three topics, I want to talk about California housing affordability. What is it? You see CAR talk about the housing affordability number is this, and most people have no clue what the number represents. Let me break that down for you. California housing affordability number means what percentage of the California population can afford the median priced home. How does the Association of Realtors factor in this number or come up with this number? They basically take the median price home and they assume that someone can put 20% down. And then they take at current interest rates, property taxes and insurance, what that monthly payment would be. And they say that can only be 30% of your income. And then they take the bell curve of all the incomes throughout California, and they come up with how many people, based on the income bell curve, can afford the medium-priced home that only takes up 30% of your income. So when you see the housing affordability number is 40, that means 40% of California's population can afford the medium-priced home with 20% down. It sounds confusing. It's actually very simple. And I'm going to break down those numbers for you now on where we are at, what it has looked like in the past, and what I like to look for with numbers. So let's start with the big, most important number, statewide affordability. So before I give you CAR's newly released Q1 2021 affordability number, let's give some context around this number. The Great Recession and the bubble, the real estate bubble right before the Great Recession, really represent the two biggest swings 
in affordability. During the Great Recession between 2010, 2012, prices were so low and depressed that more than 50% of California's population could afford the medium-priced home. That's an incredible number. On the flip side, in 2006 and 2007, at the height of the real estate bubble, only 12% of Californians could afford the medium price home. So that is the huge swing where we tend to settle somewhere in between those numbers, a 50% to 12%. The affordability number as it stands today is at 27%. 27% of California's population can afford its medium priced home today. To give you some context on when I wrote my last blog about affordability two years ago, in 2018, actually now probably closer to three years ago, we saw interest rates rising throughout the country and throughout our state, and South Bay markets started to slow down in 2018, and we actually saw down numbers in 19. Affordability ranged in 2018 and 19 between 26% and 31%. Fast forward to today in 2021, we're right in that range, 26 to 31% in 18 and 19. We are now sitting at 27% in 2021. Prices are significantly higher, six figures higher from a medium price standpoint, but the affordability thanks to low interest rates is relatively the same. So I get so many clients going, we've got to be in a real estate bubble. This has got to be a bubble. Well, right now, according to the affordability numbers, we're in the same spot we were in 2018, 19, and in a way a little bit in 2020. So the affordability number is so important because when no one can afford homes, who's left to buy? When everyone can afford homes, is real estate on sale? So according to statewide affordability, we are not in a bubble. We are not, you know, unhealthy <laughs> at a standpoint where we're oversold, but we're kind of where we've been at thanks to low interest rates. That can change if prices continue to skyrocket and or interest rates climb significantly, but we're at what kind of feels like a healthy number even though the market feels crazy out there, okay? That's statewide affordability. Now let's move on to Los Angeles County affordability. CAR is really great at breaking it down by county, by larger metros, and it's really, really helpful to break it down for yourself locally. And so I always look at Los Angeles County for obvious reasons. And again, going back to my blog post in 2018 at manhattanpacificrealty.com slash blog, Los Angeles County in 18 affordability was at 22%. So LA County is a much more expensive market than the entire state. 22% of its population, of, or of the state's population, I believe, can afford LA County real estate. And excuse me, because it could be the county alone, but just the county was at 22% affordability. If you look at the quarter number one of this year, 2021, the newly released data, 
affordability is at 25% in Q1 of 2021. So I have clients who are chasing property like crazy, multiple offers. We've made double-digit offers for some clients. They haven't gotten anything. They're depressed. They feel like that prices are overheated. Well, thanks to low interest rates, it's more affordable to buy today in 2021 Q1 than it was to buy in 2018. More people can afford homes today, which is kind of a shocking statistic, but also it's something you've got to take to heart of going, if you think we're in a bubble, affordability numbers say we're far from a bubble. And, you know, if you go, hey, is this the right time to buy? It probably still is okay. And if you're a seller, you know what? You can sell into incredible strength or maybe even hold on a little bit longer. Roll the dice through the end of the year, sell later, and maybe it's going to continue to run higher for you. I think the market's going to stay strong throughout the whole year. But if affordability numbers stay at 25% in LA County throughout the year and 27% throughout the state through the whole year, when we get to 2022, as long as interest rates don't go out of control, it's still probably another healthy market next year. And that's with the numbers and what they say now and something that you're going to want to watch throughout the year and into 2022. But the affordability numbers are really fascinating in that it's more affordable in L.A. County than it was three years ago. And it's basically the same affordability three years ago throughout the state. Fascinating. So I think it's it's a really interesting statistic for everyone to follow. I follow it all the time. It's something you can read up on my blogs, and we're actually posting a blog today, May 14th, that's going to lay out all the numbers for you, along with South Bay median income and medium qualifying income for you to look at. So go to the latest Manhattan Pacific Realty post, and you will be able to look at all those numbers much more easily. To wrap up the statewide and the county numbers, I want to give you some context, and he is a real estate expert, Bruce Norris, who follows California real estate very, very closely. He predicted the big run in the early 2000s, and he predicted the California crash, and he has made some other really good calls on the California real estate market as a whole. Bruce Norris is a big believer in watching the affordability number because it tends to be the closest statistic that correlates with the markets going up and down. Some people think when interest rates are high, prices have to go down, or when interest rates are low, prices have to go up. There's There's been actually basically zero correlation with interest rates and, and prices over the last few decades, which we can get into on another podcast. But Bruce has researched affordability with booms and busts with California. He basically has said, hey, look, when affordability is high, like it was back in 2010 and 12, where 50% of the state can afford houses, you got to be buying with both hands. Where he finds that we peak in prices and get a pullback, he goes, the affordability range tends to top out or the lowest number tends to hit around 17%. Now, the Great Recession or the run-up to the Great Recession, we hit 12% affordability. And he said, you know, we'll probably never get to that number again because we had liar loans. So it allowed people to fake their income. And we went past 17% affordability to 12% affordability. But he goes, generally, 
17% affordability is when we tap out on prices. And again, looking at statewide, we're at 27%. So we're far from 17%. However, I would like to add, Bruce says, hey, look, underwriting standards for loans are harder than they've ever been. And he's also a big believer that with millennials coming to buy, they have income squeezes that past generations didn't have, namely college debt and childcare costs. Because now that millennials both have to work, typically a household has to have both parents working to afford a home, childcare costs actually weigh on what they can afford. So he believes that we won't hit the teens when we top out on prices, but maybe in the low 20s. So 20, 21, 22%, we are still sitting at 27% affordability, which is much better than where we have been in the past. So there's still some room to run. Affordability says we're not in a bubble. But if we start to get down to 25%, 24%, and Bruce's prediction comes out right that it's the low 20s, then hey, maybe it's something we think about more on pricing topping out. And there is maybe even a chance that it is the high teens for affordability, since that's tended to be what history has suggested. So I really think affordability is a big number for you to follow. I hope You got some value out of those numbers from statewide and countywide numbers. And to wrap up the podcast, I'm going to get into South Bay median income, median prices, and minimum qualifying income, which is the income needed to qualify for a home based on CAR's affordability index. That's saying, hey, you've got to make this amount of money to have your monthly housing costs be 30% of your income. Again, I think you should jump to my written blog because you're going to see the numbers a lot better. I'm taking numbers from the new census data. In 2018, I had to take numbers from the 2010 census. I now have the 2020 or 2019 numbers that are updated, and I have it run through with Manhattan, Redondo, Hermosa, and then all the cities on the Palos Verdes Peninsula. And what I found was is that Typically in these South Bay communities, the median income or the new updated median income according to the census, for instance, let's throw out there Redondo Beach. The Redondo Beach median income according to the U.S. census is $113,000. The minimum qualifying income that I calculated on the median price home, the median price home in Redondo Beach is $1.175 million. The minimum qualifying income you need to afford a home like that is $216,000. So $113,000 is the median income. $216,000 is the minimum qualifying income according to CAR. What I have found is, is that Redondo, Palos Verdes Estates, Rancho Palos Verdes, and Rolling Hills Estates, they're all about double. So whatever the median income is, you need, the median income of those cities, you need about double the median income to afford a home in Redondo, PVE, RHE, and RPV. Where it gets a little bit more expensive is Hermosa is like two to two and a half times the median income. Rolling Hills is two and a half times. And Manhattan Beach is about 
three times, actually more, three to three and a half times the median income. And I won't get into all of the incomes. I really think you should look at the blog. But what's interesting to see, and I'll give you Manhattan Beach, the median income in Manhattan Beach is just over 150000 You need to make 500000 a year to meet the minimum qualifying income to purchase their median price home at $2.7 million. So I encourage you to jump to the blog and look at the numbers. If you compare it to 2018, Manhattan Beach was always more expensive. Redondo Beach was actually about two and a half times more. So Redondo Beach being only two times more, it's actually less than two times more. Redondo Beach seems to be a little bit more affordable than where it was in 2018. So Really not much has changed with the new updated census numbers because median income has climbed, but so have median home prices. And I've made those calculations for you on the minimum qualifying income. So there's nothing that's completely out of whack. What has changed is is that Manhattan Beach and Rolling Hills are both very, very, very expensive. And they are the two highest median priced home markets in our South Bay with Rolling Hills being almost 3.4 million and Manhattan Beach being at 2.7. Everywhere else is about two times income with the exception of Hermosa Beach, which is about two and a half. So nothing jumps out at me when I'm underwriting the South Bay markets. And I wish I could give you an affordability number, but I don't have the bell curve of what all the incomes are and what percentage of those populations are. But based on the numbers I had from 2018, Nothing seems out of whack. And Manhattan Beach has been a hot, hot, hot. So you expect it to be more expensive. And Rolling Hills behind the gates was built for the pandemic. That has been incredibly hot. It makes sense that they're expensive right now. And I think all the other cities kind of line up. So to kind of put a tidy little bow on this podcast, affordability is not out of whack statewide. Affordability is great in Los Angeles County. It's better than where it has been in the past. And the South Bay markets, based on the numbers I crunched from 2018, are about the same. So I hope this was informative to you. Again, I encourage you to go to manhattanpacificrealty.com slash blog, and my May 14th written blog post will lay out these numbers for you in a much easier visual sense that are tougher to lay out in a podcast. But hope you can take these away as valuable numbers to you. We will see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Podcast, and I'll bring you some more local market data. Take care and have a great weekend. Bye.